Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Aramelix Rose, and we are in the Goddess Lounge. So, yes, 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 y'all, the moment you have been waiting for. Today begins the series of Obsession with Possession, and this is part one of Attachment versus Detachment. Okay, now before we hop into that, y'all know we got to get the formalities out of the way. So if you are not following me on Instagram or Twitter, please be sure to do so at the Goddess Lounge Podcast. It is there you will be informed of upcoming episodes, series, meetups, and anything else that you could conjure up in that beautiful mind of yours. Okay, another thing is I have opened back up my books for readings for July, and honestly. It might be July only. I might not come back again and do readings to maybe September. We'll see. We'll see what Spirit is saying. But the Books for July is open, so make sure you get in where you fit in. You can book at www.aramoxwellscreations.com, okay? It is there that I upload all products, any readings, any services that I offer, you will find at my website, okay? For those of you inquiring about Cash App readings, Cash App readings, excuse me, um, I do have those coming up, okay? Got a little special, special happening, but that special will not be happening until after July, so stay tuned for that as well, okay? We also do take Cash App. You can go on the site, book your reading for July, choose the non-payment option, and it will give you all the information you need for those of you who aren't comfortable putting your banking information, credit card information, and so forth on the website, okay? Now, moving forward, <sighs> retrograde, let's just start there. <laughs> Retrograde was such a beautiful mess for me personally, okay? A lot of us felt it. But what we did not realize is that what we felt was the shift. What we felt was what was left of the rose-colored glasses that we were trying to keep on our face that just kept getting knocked off, okay? And it is because of this season of retrograde. It is because of this season of... Um, having to take a breather, having to take a step back and revisit um, old experiences. Um, there were old traumas that tried to resurrect themselves. That that was literally a test to see if I had really healed or if I was just play playing, you know, like for play play. And I'm so happy to see that I have implemented everything I speak on into my journey, and it just feels so damn good to be free. So, y'all, excuse me if this episode gets a little emotional, but I got a, I got a, a gratitude on my heart for this experience because sometimes we can be so attached to what we believe our outcome should be in life, in relationships, and and uh, job opportunities, and in friendships, just in every way possible. We can become so attached to an idea that we overthink, overanalyze, and obsess over it because we then begin to feel entitled and possessive over what it is we're trying to obtain. So today, today, kings and queens, gods and goddesses, we are talking about attachment and detachment, okay, under the umbrella of, you guessed it, possession, okay, um, obsession with possession at that. 
Now, um, when we talk about obsession, that can show up in many forms. It could show up in a fan being obsessed with a celebrity. It could show up as being obsessed with your lover. Um, it could show up as being obsessed with getting the bag. <laughs> it could show up as uh, being so consumed in thought, mind, spirit, and body with a thing that you begin to feel a certain type of ownership over it. Okay, and once you begin to feel some type of entitlement or ownership over a thing, person, place, you know, whatever that that apply, wherever that applies to you, um, you necessarily begin to uh, kind of. Ain't no kind of you become a little toxic. Okay, you become a little toxic because you begin to for to form an attachment to what that thing should look like, be, uh, what the experience should be, what the outcome should be. Um, Should the divine creator decide that what you're trying to obtain is not for you because they have something better, sometimes you'll even step in your own way, block that blessing, and then be stuck for something you weren't even prepared to handle. Okay? Um, So I want to shift this and I want to break it down because I want you guys to be able to take notes on this episode. Um, a lot of my clients have been hitting me up about trauma bonds and uh, detaching from things that they felt they had soul ties to. Um, and surprisingly, like I said, you can form a soul tie through obsession with possession with a person. Okay, so we, we're gonna go there. Okay, part one, we're gonna go there. This is only part one. Okay, so listen, if we don't get to where you're ready, uh, if we don't get to where you're um, excited to hear. You know, that that one little clue, that sign, that message you're looking for within the message. We still got part two and part three coming. So relax yourself. OK, we got this. We're going to be all right. <laughs> OK, so um, number one, there are a lot of ideals, um, a lot of traditions, a lot of things we were taught, not just in the church, but within the family dynamic, especially those of us who are black. Um, those of us who are Latina, uh, you know, Hispanic, there's just a certain way we're brought up. Okay. And in that way of being brought up a lot of times us as women are conditioned to cater and serve everyone else, but ourselves. I'm going to say that again. A lot of times we are conditioned to cater and serve to everyone else, but ourselves. Um, now, while it is beautiful to have a heart of servitude, while it is beautiful to be a person who likes to help or a person who is gifted with the anointing of being hospitable, um, because I'm sorry, that that's an anointing. That's a gift. I'm in a lot of places. Everybody's not that hospitable. <laughs> um, you know, while uh, we are conditioned to carry ourselves a certain way, um, there is a loss that takes place in independence and individuality, okay? And especially those of us who have had absent parents or one parent absent and another one present of the opposite sex and vice versa, um, our focus begins to shift, okay? We begin to 
pull from the trauma, from the disappointment, from the anger, from the sadness of, I don't want to endure this, or I don't want to end up like this, so I am never going to do this, or I am never going to be with someone like this. Um, And what happens is we begin to shape our identity, our goals, our achievements around an idea that was based off of emotion because the person who taught us did not know better, okay? And this is where mental health is such a a big thing. Um, We are taught to hush and be quiet, to be seen and not heard. And the reason why society is struggling with all of the women who are standing rightfully in their platforms is because, hey, (laughs) it's not that time no more. We have found our voice. We are embracing our divine feminism and we are standing up and we are opening that throat chakra and we are saying, hey, this isn't okay. Or, hey, I experienced this and this is what it did to me, but this is how I recovered. A lot of women are being Um, for the lack of better words, delivered from circumstances that was generational. A lot of women are building empires and they are creating um, art, poetry. They are creating makeup lines. They are creating um, books and affirmation journals that is willing in the purpose of being a woman. And it is so empowering and uplifting. But what we don't want is to get so empowered and uplifted based off of, you know, that traumatic experience that we become obsessed with it. And now we're going about it in an unhealthy way. Okay. Attachment. When we think attached, we think something you put together, the way a buckle fits into, um, you know, the seatbelt in a car, Um, the way a key fits into a doorknob. Okay. And what's significant about those things, the way a key fits into a lock is that the lock, the doorknob, the lock within a doorknob and the um, buckle in a car, It has to be customized to fit that key. Stay with me. Now, in order for it to fit that key, it has to be created, okay, designed, okay? It has to go through a process, a testing process, and then it has to be approved, okay? So there was a focus, okay? There was a focus. Somebody had the Midas touch. Somebody idea was that big win, okay? Somebody, you know, understood that um, synchronicity is key, okay? So in that, knowing that before the key could fit, it had to be designed to be receptive, okay, of that key. It had to fit its mold before it could click before it could turn and open that door, okay, if you know, you know, it had to go through a process. And a lot of times we don't like the process and we get so caught up on how the process, how the test, how the circumstance, how the adversity made us feel that we begin to create false attachments to people, places, and things Okay, just to get a quick relief from what it is we need to face head on. And we get so attached to it, so wrapped up in it, okay, that we'll see the key don't fit in the door and we still trying to open it. 
Okay, some of us have picked a few, a few lots, and wish we wouldn't, we wouldn't have. Okay, so what we have to do is find our immediate focus. That's number one, because a lot of our ideals, a lot of us who have um, created and gravitated or attracted trauma bonds. Okay, and I'll break down what that is in a, in a minute. Um, we are the residue of projection of people's fears and doubts of their own vision. So it's been poured into us. Um, a lot of us who have family who come from overseas, if you ever notice, um, the first thing they say, um, or just family out of you know the country, period, like the first thing they say is, you know, become get in the medical field or become a lawyer or become a teacher. There's certain fields that are considered respectable that is kind of forced on us and there's no room for us to be ourselves and I say us because I've been through this okay and what happens with that what happens is we are now obsessed we are now possessive with a goal or a theme because we were taught to believe that this is the only way therefore we are now stifling the gifts that God has placed within us that the divine creator has placed within us Okay, for us to operate and operate out of, and now we're living somebody else's dream. I wonder why we're still not happy. We've attached ourselves to something that does not rightfully belong to us. Mm, I'm gonna say that again. We've attached ourselves to something that does not rightfully belong to us because guess what? We chose that, we picked it up. That's why I love rebellious children. Let me tell you why I love rebellious children. Okay, I love rebellious children because if it don't feel right, if they if it don't make sense, okay, they're not doing it. You can tell them go to class every day. If that class, if something in that in that realm does not feel right with them, they don't skip it. Now I'm not condoning skipping, okay, by any means necessary. Although I did do it a few times <laughs> myself, but you know, listen, we needed the mental health break days, okay. <laughs> but in all seriousness. Um, rebellious people in general, if you notice, they are good at doing what feels right to them. They have a certain individuality and I feel like we label it rebellious because it doesn't go with society rules, but that is where the obsession with possession comes from. So while we sit up here, we judge the ones that aren't interested in, in education, that doesn't have a love for it. Maybe they love working with their hands. Maybe they want to, um, they're a serial entrepreneur and they're just full of ideas and that is their gift. It's, it's generating ideas, just pumping them out. You know, maybe that person love language and the way they were taught to love is through action versus being verbal and we judge it and we label it and we attach ourselves to it or we attach ourselves to projects, okay? And we expect a certain outcome, but when the outcome does not meet our expectation, we lash out. We act erratically. We literally shut down emotionally and we beat ourselves up and we have these self-negative talks and we are saying everything that is contradictive to everything we're trying to build for ourselves. Because the outcome we were attached to didn't pay out the way we thought it would. We never take a moment to say, you know what? 
even in this, I'm grateful. Because if it didn't pan out the way I wanted it to, that just means that there's something better on the other side. I'm going to keep at it. Or I'm going to shift the narrative, change direction. Or I'm going to take a step back, detach from the outcome, and just let it flow and keep doing what I'm doing and see where that takes me. There is always a way, but there's a way and that way is custom to who you are. I am, as y'all know, I am a parent. And as a parent, I have learned that it is very important to let your children be individuals, create a safe space to let them be able to tell you how they feel about something because they might teach you something. Okay, these babies is wild. They're, they are so wild. And in that, that's where we have to learn to listen. But we don't know how to listen because no one ever listens to us. So our immediate focus is find where their projection is coming from. Okay? Find where you were in that moment as you reflect and why is it that it was easy for you to receive that. I'll use this as an example. You are a dancer. You love to dance. Dance is your whole entire life. Everything you do, everything, I mean, you eat, sleep, dance, breathe, everything is just dance, okay? But let's say your mother or your grandmother says, well, you're not going to make any real money doing that. The first thing you do is give up and you quit. Or you settle. Meanwhile, later on in life, you meet someone and they're a dancer. Y'all bond because y'all both love dance, right? Well, sister girl decides to open up her own dance studio. And you're happy for her, but you can't be happy for her in spirit and in truth because you're watching her live out the dream you have for yourself. Now, not only have we created Okay, a low vibrational emotion. But what we've done is we've looked at something that panned out for someone else and we made it about us. And then in in the process of making it about yourself and because you're not 100 percent happy, you've created a form of jealousy. Now, we're human and I I definitely understand that some of these things are going to happen. Okay. But at what point are we accountable to say, I, I, this is not right, okay? She didn't even know this is what I wanted to do for myself. Let me just be happy for her. Let me be grateful and celebrate her because, because she has this studio. You know what? I got somewhere on the weekends I can get my workout on and I can get back to dancing if that's truly what I wanted to do. What happens is, is that the mental programming is so deep. The conditioning is so deep that... We literally grow up as adults upset about the things we didn't get a chance to do, not realizing that we're adults now. We pay our own bills now. We have our own vehicles now. We we have made a life for ourselves. And guess what? If you want to go back to dancing, you can because who put a time limit on your vision? Who put Who put an expiration date on your vision? The divine creator is infinite. So who put a time limit? When you serve the creator of time, who put a time limit on what it is that you can achieve for yourself? Who told you that by 35, you need to be married? Who said that? 
that's something to really think about. There's a lot of sister circles that are just falling apart simply because we cannot be happy for one another. Because we didn't accomplish what we set out to accomplish for ourselves or because we're late bloomers or because our mom or our dad didn't believe in us or didn't pour into us like that. Listen, sometimes, sometimes those lessons are necessary. Some of us have platforms so big that we can't afford to be attached to an outcome that doesn't rightfully belong to us. And that's okay. So when we shift our focus, Okay, and we begin to practice gratitude and celebrate our peers. We begin to understand that there's a big win for us, too. We begin to understand that help is on the way. We begin to understand that as long as we discipline ourselves and we get ourselves in alignment with spirit, what's for us will continuously be for us no matter what. Then we can shift our focus to support. Now, there are a lot of us that. We don't have that support. There's some of us that are doing great, achieving beautiful things in life, and your family have no clue because you didn't have that support. And my heart goes out to you. But understand that family does not end at your bloodline. I don't know who this is for. Family does not end at your bloodline. As you grow through life, as you build healthy relationships, as you heal and you begin to set healthy boundaries and you begin to detach from the outcome of things that you have set in stone and you begin to, you begin to detach from people's opinions and emotions of what it is you want to do of what it is you feel you deserve based off of your scale of what you're worth to you. You'll begin to attract your tribe that is there to support you, uplift you, empower you, and encourage you. But before you do that and before you attract your real tribe, you got to be able to do that for yourself. Or you will find yourself on the internet stuck in a bunch of girl chats with a bunch of trauma bonds. Because wouldn't it be beautiful to bond with someone because of joy, because of happiness, because we both vibing with peace right now? Wouldn't it be beautiful to see another sister doing what you're doing and saying, hey, girl, I love what you're doing. I, I invested in your product and, you know, I've been using your stuff for about a year now. And I wanted to know if we can collab on a live and have a Q&A session. Versus, uh, I've been doing this and I was doing this first and the only reason she got support is blah, blah, blah. Uh-uh. Cut it. Cut it. You're, you're looking a little Cain and Abelish over there. Okay? We got to fix that. Because let me tell you something. And this goes for my spiritual workers and healers too. Respectfully, you are not the only one with your gift. You are not the only one with an anointing. Let me say that one again for my church folk. You are not the only one with an anointing. You are not the only singer. You are not the only one who can dance. You are not the only pastor, preacher. You are not the only one with the message. I know people who message hit harder than some of these pastors, and they're not even a minister. They're not even an evangelist. They're not even in a pulpit in a church at all. Because who the divine creator assigns and chooses, 
You can't do nothing about that. You could try. But when they've been designed, created, and the tools and resources have been implemented into their DNA, you can't touch that. We all have gifts. We all have purpose. Some of us will share a platform because we have similar gifts. But everybody's gifts work differently, attract different kind of people, different kind of things. And this is another reason why you cannot be attached to a specific outcome. Once again, you can have goals. You can have um, achievements that you're after in pursuit of. But what happens when you become overambitious? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You, Everybody know that one that's going to get whatever they want, whatever they need to get the outcome that they need and they want for themselves by whatever means necessary, even if it means stepping on somebody else. And that, the truth always comes to light. A lot of people starting to go live and they starting to look like you. People hair starting to look like yours. People starting to talk like you, dress like you. Count that as a compliment. Don't be attached to that feeling. Don't, don't be attached to that emotion. That just means you're doing something right. I'm the type that'll compliment you. Girl, them ladies is cute. And mean it. That color is fire. You giving me courage right now. You giving me war ready right now with that red. Yes, honey. Give me all the confidence. Okay? Because when you have your tribe, your tribe is going to be honest with you. They're going to tell you that. They're going to say, look, why, why are you mad? You want it to be in the public eye. Now you're setting trends. Why are you mad? Is this not what you said you wanted? Hmm. As you practice gratitude, okay, you begin to communicate a lot differently when you are detached versus attached. When you are attached to an emotion or an outcome, okay, the communication, most of the time, okay, most of the time, it ends up being um, not beneficial when you're attached to the outcome. What do you mean? I give intuitive readings, right? I used to be so invested and attached to my client's outcomes that if something did not pan out for them, I would become depressed. And I had to say, no, 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 can't do that. Because if something didn't pan out for them, it's because their energy, okay, and they're them not doing the work, them not making the right decisions to get on the path they say they wanted, that's on them. That's not on me because I am just a messenger. Readers, okay, seers, prophets, prophetess, diviners, okay, it is not your responsibility to make sure that they have the outcome they said they wanted. You are just a messenger. You are here to assist and uplift. Once you've done your job, it is on them. Pastors, ministers, any of you in leadership position, principals, teachers, managers we cannot get wrapped up in the outcome 
That's not to say you can't be disappointed, especially when you can see others' potential. But you can't get so caught up on the potential that you're building, okay, and investing the currency of energy, the currency of time, the currency of, in some cases, money that you necessarily don't know if you'll get back because you're so attached to the outcome. It's beautiful to want to help and assist people, but it's even more beautiful when they want to assist and help themselves. So detachment, practicing detachment is very much necessary. Those of you in corporate, you may have a team and you might have somebody on the team that they got everything it takes to run this joint, okay? They got everything it takes to succeed and take the company in even higher places than you ever did. And you may want to see them win. You may want to see them overcome every obstacle that is thrown their way. But maybe they're not studying. Maybe they're not practicing. Maybe they're not going over the things that you've given to them, the tools and the resources. And that's why they're not delivering or executing in the way that you know they can. That's not your fault. Nor is it your responsibility because you did your job. So the outcome is on them. Detachment is necessary. Okay, in the form of relationships. Ooh, I'm gonna hurt some feelings with this one. I'm not trying to. Y'all know I love y'all. And this, I, I promise you this come from a place of love. You cannot make a man change. Okay? Any type of work, prayer, whatever you do. It's not going to happen until they're ready for it. Because the same way you got ancestors, the same way you know people or you practice, they, listen, every family got somebody they do. Change is a personal choice. Free will is a real thing. A person will change and rise to the occasion when they are ready. And there are people who have to bust their head to the white meat quite a few times before they grasp the lesson. And it can be unfortunate to watch, but while you sitting there watching, obsessing over what they doing and not doing, pinpointing, analyzing, doing research, having graphs and charts and pinpoint conversations, okay, with them having, you know, going back and forth, you didn't miss out on your opportunity, on your blessing. You didn't invest the time that you can't get back. You didn't sat up there and been so busy trying to help them build their brand that you missed the window of opportunity for yours. So now, 10 years later, five years later, you got to do it from the ground up. And let me ask you something. Ask yourself this, is the support the same? It's the encouragement the same. Everything you gave and put into that and poured into that, are you receiving that back? What does the receptivity look like? Oh, this goes for married couples too. Then paid all this money, then worked two, three jobs to help that man get his degree. And now you sitting up there wondering when it's going to be your turn and you were supposed to have your turn five years ago. But luckily, we serve a divine creator who controls time, okay? Time is infinite, and as long as you have breath, you still have the ability to get up and go get it. But first, we got to heal, and we have to practice that detachment. 
Because I'm going to tell you something, had you gone through that without being attached to the outcome of what that person does or don't do, you would have had it already. Because you wouldn't have been so caught up in what they're doing and not doing. We have to stop overthinking. We have to communicate clearly, not just with ourselves, but with spirit. It is beautiful that we have individuals in this realm who are logical and analytical. Um, we, it's beautiful that we have you know, technology and science and we can prove that these are fact or fiction. I think that's amazing. And if you know me, you know I really mean that, okay? But, however, okay, this is the time to explore your intuitiveness and your creativity. Some of y'all sitting up there working for somebody else and you a whole boss. You a whole emperor. You a whole empress. Okay? And I'm referencing the energy. You a whole high priestess in your field. But you're settling for playing the fool. Hmm. No more. Learn to listen. There's so much power in listening. There's so much power in not being dismissive and being open-minded. There's so much power, you know, and it's funny because people always ask me, why do you go so hard for meditation and journaling? The first time I meditated was actually in a Baptist church when I was about, I want to say I was like seven or eight. And it was one of, it was one of the parents. And I saw her calm her child down. Like the child was upset because he couldn't catch the note to the song. And I remember he was sitting in the back of the pew and they were meditating. And I didn't want to interrupt them, but I watched them. And this woman's eyes was closed, y'all. Like she had lashes, lashes. So when them open, you know, when her eyes open, you saw that. So she opened her eyes and she looked at me. She waved me over and she said, sit down. She said, okay, Z, listen here. You're going to put your legs like this. And you're going to sit up straight, put your shoulders back, but relax. She said, you're going to inhale and you're going to exhale. You're just going to breathe. And when you're done breathing, you're going to feel way better. And I did. And it was amazing. It was almost a new surge of energy coursing through my veins. And I sung my heart out when I got back up in there and so did he. And it was a beautiful experience. So I say that to say, don't be dismissive and be open-minded, okay? Sometimes we got to meditate to quiet our minds. And if you can't quiet your mind during meditation, that's okay. Use your journal. Use your tools. Use your resources, okay? Sit that wine and write out that thought that's still in your head. If you remember something you forgot about, jot it down. That's okay. This is just your meditation session. You in your sacred space. Just make sure you're getting those deep belly breaths in. Okay? Another thing is, too, in communication, speak with confidence. I am no longer attached to things that are not serving me or leading me to my highest, most good. I am no longer attached to people, places, and things that have cultivated unhealthy behaviors, habits, and acts of codependency or addictive personalities. I will no longer surround myself with people who lack vision, zeal, passion, and love in their heart for the collective. 
I am confident that I can achieve whatever it is I desire because I am in alliance with God and my ancestors and I know they will not lead me astray. I am detached from those who struggle with their faith and then want to project their fears and their doubts on my faith. My faith is infinite. My faith is strong. My faith is, <laughs> excuse my French, unfuckwithable. Therefore, I have all the tools, all the resources, and everything I need right here, right now, in this moment, and in this time to accomplish what it is I am trying to accomplish. I don't have to supervise or micromanage the work that I am doing. I can do the work and do it with a heart full of gratitude, love, and just knowing I'm doing the right thing for the right reason to take my hands off of it and have a good day. Speak with confidence. Say what you mean and mean what you say. We have a life purpose. We have a destiny. We have fate. We have a whole path, a whole experience, a whole lesson to learn in this lifetime. And you can't get there. You can't do that being attached to an outcome that doesn't belong to you, let alone an outcome you weren't even supposed to come across. But that's the power of free will, right? Action, okay? Taking risks, trust your intuition. Sometimes spirit gonna tell you to do something crazy. What you mean? Sometimes spirit gonna tell you to take the money that's in your account, sell your house, leave everything you got and relocate in the midst of a pandemic. And you don't look at spirit like you crazy because you're attached to what? To tangible possessions. Well, I've owned this house for this long and I don't know if I could do that because if I do that, then where am I going to lay my head in? And then how am I going to feed the kids? And then after I do that, then what if something goes wrong? And some of you, it's like you're so busy questioning spirit. You're so busy, so busy looking for excuses and finding reasons, like real reasons why you can't, that you have put yourself in a stagnant position. Do you ever stop and take a minute to think that maybe spirit is saying to do this thing because your abundance is where you won't go? Your abundance is where you won't step out of. Your comfort zone. See, we got to be careful what we pray and ask for because I'm going to tell you, spirit is going to test you to see if you can handle it and if you are ready. And when it comes, make sure that your prayers, your affirmations, okay, your focus is on being properly prepared for the things you said you wanted so that you're not struggling with what it is you've been blessed with. Alignment. It is very important. You got to take a chance sometimes. That's what adventure is all about. Okay? And it's through your experience that your strength and your confidence will be built. You can't build on a solid foundation with shaky faith. Whew. You cannot build a solid foundation with shaky faith. Would you trust me to put a nail 
and a piece of wood building your home. This is the foundation of your home. And my hands are shaking like crazy. Nope. Would you trust me to do open heart surgery or even do a stitch on the skin? Let me say something more, more relatable. Would you trust me to apply a lash to your eyelid with shaky hands and a pair of tweezers? No, you wouldn't. You know what you want for yourself. You know what you desire. You know what your heart and your spirit craves. Why are you running from your truth? What are you afraid of? Fear is an illusion. We want success, but we fear it at the same time because we don't know what that life looks like. We just put a picture together in our head. We don't, we're, we're so attached to the outcome of being financially stable that we don't realize it comes with responsibility. It comes with consistency. It comes with a lot of prayer and gratitude. It comes with late nights and early mornings. It comes with having meetings with some personalities that doesn't always match the energy and wavelength we're on. But when you know how to meditate, you know how to journal, when you understand your purpose and you are solid in who you are as a woman, you know how to transmutate that energy into what you need it to be. Biblically, they say what the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. Yeah, same thing. Ain't it funny? A lot of you have financial opportunities coming your way. People who are going to have a change of heart. And it's so important that you master that detachment because I'm going to tell you something. The reason why people can manipulate people is because there is some type of attachment, some type of codependency, and some type of fear that is present in that situation within that individual. And this is something everybody struggles with. Because life is always presenting new experiences and new paradigms and opportunities. So don't ever feel like you're the only one. Because maybe I was that for a long time. For a very long time. Reception. Okay? How do you receive people, places, things? Is it you as the adult? The healed adult receiving it, or is it that inner child that's still wounded receiving it? A lot of situations look real different from the eyesight of an adult versus a child. So it's very important to revisit certain situations and things mentally. So while you meditate and while you pray, revisit those things you feel scarred you. Write yourself a letter. Go let it go with some water or burn it. But make sure you gain the perspective you needed to gain. Make sure you're seeing what you needed to see. And if you read yourself or if you prayed and asked for confirmation, however it is, you get your answers. If you've done all you can do, then after that, go see a, a reader or go see someone who divines or go get a prophetic word for yourself. But understand that God is within you. OK, and if we are, quote, unquote, made in his likeness and his image, why couldn't you consult yourself? But that's a conversation for another day. OK, self-mastery. Don't be afraid to go within. 
Don't be afraid to step into your power, to step into your own sacred space. See, that is the power of detachment. Once you are detached and you understand who you are and you stand in your own power and you've created your own sacred space that you can step into, you can literally call upon the God within yourself. You can have that unshakable faith and you will find strength and wisdom within that that's going to lead you to the mastery of self because it is your calling. If you are a gift, I read this. Um, Where did I read this at? I cannot remember where I read this. Okay, so don't chop my head off. But I read this affirmation and the affirmation said, I am a gifted medium. I can't fear my natural connection with spirit. So let's let's play with that. You are a child of God. You can't fear your natural connection to the source. You are a gifted woman. You can't fear your natural connection to your ancestors. You are an environmentalist. You can't fear your natural connection to to Mother Nature. You can't fear your connection to Gaia. You got to listen to your calling. So make sure we're taking time as we learn to practice detachment, time for self-realization, okay? Meditation. A lot of us got a natural success that we don't trust in. And then we'd be mad and something happens and then you're like, dang, I knew I should have listened. I knew I should have followed my intuition. Stop second guessing yourself because nine times out of 10, the first thought, the first feeling, the first response was the right one. Okay. The outcome. At the end of the day, we have heard that um, hard work always pays off. Okay. And that we're blessed and supported by the universe and that abundance comes in many forms. And that is true. Okay. Abundance can come in the form of a new business, a new partnership. It could come in the form of a new relationship, a renewed, rekindled relationship. Okay. But the key is we have to learn how to focus on the positive and not let ourselves become consumed by negative self-talk. Okay. Not let ourselves become consumed with the outcome of other people's situations. And trust and have faith, not just in ourselves, but in our creator. Okay, no matter what, no matter what side of the coin lands, you win. And you win because you're not attached. So you know that whatever the outcome is, it's supposed to be that way. Watch your projection. Watch the ambition, and make sure you're checking the intention. What is the reason you want what you want? You're after what you're after. Is it something that you said you wanted for you, or is it based off of the attachment you have to another person, another place, or another thing? What are you trying to fulfill? What validation are you seeking? Baby, we got to love ourselves. We got to love ourselves enough to break generations of unhealthy behavior and obsessions that does not serve us. We got to dig deeper for our truth. Because a lot of us are walking around here achieving things based off of someone's projection, someone else's projection of their fears and their doubt because they didn't believe that they could do it for them. So you got to be careful with who you share, okay, your business with. 
Let me tell y'all something. Practicing detachment will save your life. It will improve your health. It will regrow your edges, okay? It will slim that waistline down. It will make you smile. It will make you feel lighter. It will make you feel free. Because all you have to do is start with a simple exercise, okay? So this is what I want y'all to do. And make sure y'all writing this down, okay? I want you to go in your bathroom sit at, or go sit at your vanity, anywhere there's a mirror, okay? Got floor of water, wipe it down a little bit, you know, because mirrors. <laughs> Look, if you know, you know. <laughs> I'm not trying to shift topics right now. But in all honesty, you look yourself in the mirror, and I want you to put your shoulders back, hold your head up, and I want you to look at yourself and imagine a crown on your head. Right now, it's a little tilted, okay? We're going to straighten it out. And I want you to look at yourself, queen and goddess, and I want you to see that you are a walking, breathing, living miracle. The divine creator loved you so much that they saw fit that you come here and just exist. And they put purpose into you. They put joy and love into you. They took their time cultivating every crevice of your body. Love yourself. I know it's hard. I know you didn't have the support that you needed. I know that you were taught to be codependent on your family. I know that that man said that can't nobody love you the way that I love you. But those are all lies. Because the truth is, as long as you love you, as long as you are willing to make the change, to do the work, to heal, to be open-minded, to read and absorb new information, as long as you are able to move your limbs and take a new breath in every moment and every second as time permits, you have all the power you need to detach from the outcome of their opinions, their judgments, their fears, their doubts, and their low vibrational frequencies. Because at this point, you're doing yourself a disservice. Look in the mirror and say to myself, I will no longer settle with men who are vibing at a low frequency and all they got to offer is a thrown off pH balance and a headache. I will no longer lose myself and consume myself in a love so toxic that I'm crying every day. I was divinely created for a great purpose. I am here for a reason and I matter. My voice matter. How I feel about my body matter. The things I desire for myself matters. I do not have to take your opinion, your judgment, what you think and what you see life as my own because I got my own voice. I got my own connection to the divine. I got my own faith. And it's unshakable. Step into your power. Detach. Mothers, I love y'all. I want myself. And let me tell you something. One of the hardest things I had to detach from was what my family wanted for me versus what I wanted for myself. And I'm going to end this session on this because we have a part two coming later on next week. Allow 
your children to be who they are. Teach them right from wrong. Teach them and pour into them who God is. Let them learn who spirit is, okay? And let me be clear when I say divine creator or God is whoever God is to you, however God translates in your life, okay? As long as you do that and you're loving them, encouraging them, uplifting them, you've done what you were supposed to do, okay? But learn who they are, because at a young age, children displays, they display gifts, natural talents, gifts and interests. And if you pay attention to your own life, you'll realize that it always comes full circle. We don't want our children to struggle and go through what we went through. And that's fine and dandy. But guess what, y'all? We don't have to say so. They have to choose and make certain decisions to avoid that. And the only way that we can help with that a little tiny bit is by being honest and transparent about our journeys. Stop lying to you, children. Let them know that in this part of life, at this moment, you were broken. Tell them about that abusive relationship. Tell them why you really decided to end things with their father. Tell them where you need healing, where you had to get mental health at. It's okay. Because you'll be better for it and so will they. You can't be attached to their outcome to the point that you stop living your life and now your kids are grown and you depressed and you're lonely. You got a book in you. You got a business in you. You got younger women you have to teach. Don't you dare throw in the towel and give up on yourself. Practice detachment. Because holding on to anything too tight just creates more pain. And at this point, the pain you're experiencing becomes self-inflicted. It is a time for healing, ladies. It is a time for ascension. It is a time for elevation. And I say this with love. Do not fall prey to anyone else's expectation, but pace yourself and do you. I want y'all to look up the definitions of obsession and possession, attachment and detachment. And I will see you guys next week. Love, light, peace, hair grease, and everything nice to you. You guys have a beautiful week. And remember to look in the mirror and say them affirmations you know you need to hear. Spirit is talking, but are you listening? Peace.